SHW. This is our wrestling. This is insane what we're seeing right now. We're going out tonight. It's been a long, long time. Make sure I look just right. Going down. Heads up, heads up. Here comes the spread. Oh, hail the queen. Another spear. Will it be enough? No, not, not this like way. This. Not like Come this. On. No. This is just bedlam right now. Hey, hey, hey. What is going on here? You've got to be kidding me. Holy cow. And now, the voices of SHW, Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. What is going on, everybody? This is the official podcast of Southern Honor Wrestling. It's SHW. This is our wrestling. B-double Brandon Benefield, GB Gerard Bonner, and the lovely Diana Michelle. We are coming off of one of our biggest shows of the year, not only of the year, I'd say biggest shows ever. It was our three-year anniversary, still here three, and it was a stacked card top to bottom. We're still buzzing. I'm still trying to get my voice back from screaming last week. It was crazy. Uh, guys, how are y'all doing, first of all? Man, it's been a weekend. I actually did get some rest this weekend, but yes, it's like everything is just, those shows in Canton, of course, are far, so, by the time I get home, I'm just like dead the next day. But man, what a show! What a show! Yeah, yeah, it was it's crazy, crazy show. And uh, I didn't have nearly as far to drive as you did, Diana. Though I did have enough distance, and um, you know, I was wiped out the next day too. Uh, but it, yeah, it's been a crazy week in my world, as you guys know. So. Yeah, uh, exciting times and well, let's uh, real quick let's yeah, let's give a shout yeah. out to Yanni. Shout yeah. out to Yanni for on Monday of this week was yeah. on. What, tell us about it, GB. What'd she do? Yeah, so uh, my wife Yanni is, was on Wheel of Fortune. Um, so if you guys watched Wheel of Fortune Monday night, you saw Yanisha, who uh, was the life of the party. Uh, right. And I'm not being biased when I say that. She was and, awesome. And, uh, she did great. She was such she was a, incredible, such, such a natural. She was awesome. Yeah. She was incredible, and so she's been lamenting because she uh, missed the bonus round by a mere $500. I mean, it was just – but she was incredible, and uh, apparently we're going to Barbados. I was so. going to say – If you can't go, you tell her I'm going with her. I'll take it. <laughs> I was going to say, look, that dude that won, like he won a, a, a car or whatever, and he mm -hmm. won some money, yeah. but he also got a trip to Utah. And I'm thinking, yes. do I want to go to Utah, Utah or do I want to go to Barbados? Exactly. So, so who yeah. really won? Right. Yeah. And, and, and there's been a lot of argument that he actually won on the back or off the back of stuff she did, which you could argue being very true as well. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. True story. So the day after the show aired, uh, my wife sent me the copy of an email she received from some guy who was in Hawaii who says that um, he is part of the Fung part of the family and their part moved to Jamaica and he's trying to see if they're related, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> wow. which I knew at some point there'd be these long lost cousins showing up, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> she decided to uh, kind of cross-reference the email address. Turns out it was a guy from the Congo trying to get some of her money and uh, <laughs> Yeah, which I told her jokingly, it's probably somebody in a country close to Nigeria, and so be it. Congo is very close to Nigeria, and so 
Yeah, folks have been coming out. It, it was actually quite hilarious. But uh, shout out to her. Uh, the episode is on YouTube for those who haven't seen it. And uh, Wait, I'm so, just so should I should I, yeah. should I have not reached out to her asking who she was taking to Barbados? <laughs> Listen, was, she's gotten bad. that question from so many people, which is awesome. Fine. You know, my bad, my bad. I'm glad that she at least asked me if I wanted to go. So oh, there you go. You know. <laughs> instead of assuming that you wanted to go, or no, instead of assuming that I didn't want to go. <laughs> So <laughs> you probably have a wrestle wrestle that weekend. You can't go. Ah, uh, you know. Well, <laughs> that's what she's thinking, right? Listen, it's, I'll it's take one of my girlfriends. Right. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll take. take I'll take one for the team. team. Yeah, I'll go. take one for the team. So well, shout out to Yanni. Great, Very proud yeah. of her. And shout out to a bunch of people from SHW and other places watched as well. So yeah. shout out to all you guys. I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. That was cool. What a what a fun week. And of course, like I said, coming off of the huge anniversary show. Um, just a couple of days ago, we actually posted the poster for SHW 33, which is coming up on November 5th. And uh, but again, coming hot off the heels of Still Here Three. So as we do after every show, let's uh, let's let's go through it. Let's talk about it a little bit. Let's. Uh, and to start things off, Ooh. something we've never done before before the official start. Something we've never done before a show is had a pre-show match. And it was announced right before, uh, it was like maybe a day or two before the show, we found out that a team called TSF, which is Rosario Grillo and Hotshot Hunter Knott, were going to be taking on the team of the infantry, who we are familiar with. That's the Captain Sean Dean and, of course, Tattoos and Bad News, or is it Bad News and Tattoos? Carlos. Carly Bravo, either way, uh, they're, they're a really good duo. And we've seen all four of those guys on AEW Dark a bunch of times. And, of course, uh, GB, you and I are familiar with them from the Nightmare Factory. We've seen them a number of, time, number of times there. And uh, I thought they put on a great match, a great showing for both teams. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. I mean, all the, fan, all, all the fans that were behind me, they were, they were eating it up. But um, I think I personally had never seen, and maybe because I just missed a couple of darts, but um, to see Carly and uh, Sean tag together, I mean, I didn't, I mean, I figured it'd be good, but I didn't know what to expect, but it was exceptional. It was yeah. very good. Yeah, it, it was a great pre-show match. I think it's the start of something. Like, yeah. I like the idea of these pre-show matches. You know, the crowd was all the way in uh, by mm -hmm. 7.30. People were vested. I thought it was a great match, a great showing. And I think it's a great opportunity, again, for a lot of the talent who would like a, a shot to be at Southern Honor. What a great way to show up on the pre-show because, again, it's not like, a, you know, a pre-show or an opening act at a – concert where there's nobody there you know the yeah. people right. were there and they were vested so uh, a great thing and i again i think we're on to something with this pre-show thing oh yeah it, it was very cool and we actually we we trimmed up our our pre-show our facebook live pre-show a little bit in order to uh, be able to turn our attention to the ring to call that match and just a quick little side note uh, because you just never know what's going to happen not only in shw but also on the facebook live pre-show we are live after all but uh, we start doing the pre-show, and we see somebody peeking their head out of the curtain uh, from backstage, 
and it's Jimmy Wang Yang, who you'll remember <laughs> was at the Rumble Check this year, mm -hmm. making a surprise appearance. And also his daughter Jazzy was with him. So they yeah. jumped in and, and jumped on the pre-show uh, surprisingly. Of course, Diana did as well. And so did mm -hmm. and uh, Gary, Gary yeah. Lamb at one point. But uh, anyways, you just never know what's going to happen. And so that was a lot of fun. But I yeah. tell you what, that pre-show match, you're right, GP, if that becomes a more common thing, I think that's a pretty fun. And, and not only was it a fun way to kick off the show or to kind of get the juices flowing and get ready for the main kickoff of the show at 8 p.m., but it's also a great opportunity for the competitors involved. Because a yes. team like TSF and even Carly Bravo, who is part of the infantry, those mm -hmm. guys, all three of them are in their first year of being professional wrestlers. And That's so right. for them to get a big opportunity on a bigger stage like SHW, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen them uh, making their way around the southeast of the, some of these little small promotions and wrestling yeah. in front of 30 people uh, mm -hmm. from time to time in these different places. But to come and, by the way, Great crowd, 575, somewhere in there, I think, was the number what a I crowd. Yeah. It was amazing, and the crowd was just jumping all night. Yeah. And so to be able to come in and perform in front of a crowd like that uh, and, and just really see what it's like to be at SHW, I think, is a great opportunity for those guys. And yeah. ho hopefully we'll see all those guys back uh, at some point in the near yeah. future. But to kick off the official show, I think this would surprise a lot of people. We actually announced it earlier in the day on social media that this was going to be the show that kicked or the, the match that kicked off the show. Um, and, you know, a lot of people maybe expected it to be kind of like a co-main event, maybe right before the war chamber, because it was that big of a deal. But who says you can't have a main event to start the show? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, so I thought it was a great way to kick off the show. The only thing was, and I think we even said this on commentary GB was afterwards. We said, how is everybody going to follow that? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like that was the, well, that's just the first match. And yeah. it was an amazing match. It was so emotionally driven and just so, all these fa false finishes, you know? And yeah, it was a brutal, no holds barred match. Of course I'm talking about Corey Hollis, Gunnar Miller, career versus career. We knew that after, at the end of that match, one of them would be done. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, it didn't really hit me until later, not even after the match. It was almost later in the show or maybe after the show where it finally set in where I was like, wait a second. You know, like, wow, that Corey Hollis, if, well, you haven't seen it, now you know. But yeah. uh, you saw it on social media. We posted about it afterwards. But Corey Hollis uh, uh, hanging the boots up after that match it was uh and, and we saw a side of Corey that we never get to see you know everybody's kind of booing him after the match they were happy he lost and then he tears up he gets the mic and he, all he says is thank you and then he, I don't think he could get anything else out and then and then it we had the so guest, overwhelmed. yeah guest referee Mike Posey was there who they, they came up together in the business Mike yeah. Posey if you don't know has refed for every company there is i think uh you know since for like the last 15 years he's been in wwe uh tna impact whatever you want to call it uh he's been roh uh recently in aew and he's just been all over the place and so he showed up for a huge match an important match turned out to be Corey's final match and they had like a, a tearful hug in the ring and then it clicked with all the fans that wow we just saw the end of an era here and then you heard the thank you, Corey chants. And I even told GB once that, you know, when we hit a little break in the action, I was like, man, he got me choked up up here. I'm trying yeah. to, like, and, you know, of course, everybody's giving him a standing ovation. And 
Uh, what, what were you guys' thoughts on that match? I mean, it was just, it was an incredible special thing to see, I thought. Well, for me, um, you know, we were, you're going to watch two guys as some of the best in the business beat the crap out of each other with anything and everything they can get their hands on, right? So Corey has always been to me the kind of kind of guy like a Ric Flair, like the guy you love to hate. You know, he's yeah. the ultimate heel. And then Gunner is kind of like the guy you hate to love, but you do. <laughs> right. You know, so complete opposite, but but they mesh, you know. So I mean mm -hmm. they they were perfect opposites, I guess. But I didn't expect the brutality of that match. I mean Corey yells give me the mic i'm running up there to give him the mic and i can see the welts and the purple bruises coming up on gunner's back and he is steady just beating him with his kendo stick i'm like this is not i mean if anybody says wrestling is fake they're crazy because there's no way i mean you're not going to hit me with a kendo stick and it's just going to be like oh yeah that didn't feel good but okay now there's welts and there's purple bruises coming up with blood coming to the surface of his body and and I don't know. It was. It got to me. It was just like, dang, do these guys really hate each other? Because if they don't, then I'd hate to see it when they really do. You know, <laughs> it was. It was just a brutal match. And but at the end of, like you said, when when Corey really broke down and, and realized, yes, I'm retiring. I can't talk right now. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and it was. It was an emotional event. And and like you said, the fans hated him, and then they turned like. You know, did anybody read what Gary wrote? They turned and they embraced him and thanked him for everything he's done for wrestling and Southern Honor. And you know, it, it's it's a sad situation, but you know, he's got things he wants to do and a little baby he wants to bring up. And I mean, I respect that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I have been privy to a lot of very interesting moments to see live in person. You know, um, I got to be there when the Undertaker streak was broken. Wow. Uh, I got to be there during the iconic uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleMania 25 match. Um, You're all I've over the some... TV in that one, by the way. Strangely <laughs> enough, I am. Second yeah. row, by the way. If you <laughs> go back and watch it. You'll see GB with the camera. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you know, but I'll tell you, one of the interesting earmarks of being in the pro wrestling business is, you know, we we talked about the last time when we were on, when we were talking about the documentary. We talked about, you know, our first night together, Diana and I. Well, our first night together happens to be uh, the SHW title match between Logan Creed and Corey Hollis, where Corey Hollis wins the SHW championship. And I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, yeah. what a first night, right? right? You know, right. here's a guy who is the ultimate heel. And, you know, in this world and era of pro wrestling where, you know, everybody likes to say things like they separate themselves from the pro wrestler and they say and i'm gonna say this they say stupid stuff like yeah. this is a character i play and this foolishness no this is Corey hollis Corey mm -hmm. hollis is a pro wrestler who likes to like most people keep their business and personal lives separate mm -hmm. so he didn't go public talking about you know his baby and and what's going on in his personal life because he doesn't have to right so when he makes this decision to have this match in my mind it's one of those things where you go 
I don't know who could possibly win this match or better yet, who could lose this match. Cause I don't see SHW without Gunner or without Corey. Right. Like, I don't see that. So, you know, to see it and it was just like the finality of it when that three count hit, because there were so many points where it looked like Gunner could have won and he didn't. Yeah. Where I was like, Corey's not going down. He took four spears. Nobody right? takes four spears from Gunnar Miller. Nobody. So it, it was just, man, it, it was really incredible. And so I just want to say thank you, Corey, for all that you've given to the pro wrestling business. Um, thank you for what you've given to us at SHW. Because let's face it, you know, you had one of the longest runs ever as an SHW champion, pandemic or not. Uh, you were a champion that people love to hate. You laid the groundwork. I think we don't. I don't think we get a David Ali uh, as champion without a Corey Hollis really paving the way for what it looks like to have an evil champion. You know, somebody who who you know SHW loves to hate. So uh, thank you, thank you for the honor of of calling your last match, which we didn't know it was going to be. Um, and uh, man, I wish him well. I wish him well in the opportunity to raise a family and uh, for even feeling like um, his family needed the fullness of him, right? Yeah, Some of us yeah. are able to operate our family and still operate our profession, um, but he felt the need to, to take this time and fully devote to him. And I think what hit the SHW fans, which we tried to stress on commentary when you guys hear it, is this isn't a loser leaves town match, right? This isn't him going to another promotion. And I think what happens for a lot of wrestling fans who are smart marks is they're going, oh, okay, now he's going to another promotion, right? Now he's going, you know, when Ben Buchanan quit SHW, you know, they were like, well, he's not quitting the business. He's going, you know, to another, another territory or whatever. This wasn't that. Yeah. No. And so when you realize the finality of this, that we're not going to see Corey next month. You know, we're not going to see Corey in 2022. I don't know if we'll ever see likely Corey Hollis in a wrestling ring again. And I don't think we will unless, you know, they never say never in wrestling. But um, thank you, Corey. That's thank you. Thank you. There you go. Couldn't have said it better. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was an honor to call the match, like GB said, and just still kind of surreal that it, yes. that it's, that it actually happened and that it's yeah. official. So, yeah. um, only, only guy to have the SHW championship and SH tag championship, correct? Yep. Well, that changed. Well, as yeah, well. Well, he was the first. He's to the that first. point. To that He's point. First. Yes. To that point. To yes. that He's point. He's the first. Correct. Uh, we'll we'll get to the next point here uh, in mm -hmm. a little bit, but yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we talked about on commentary, like, what a way to kick off the show. How in the world is anybody going to follow this? Uh, right. But of course, we had six other great matches that had to follow it and did and did um, and and the thing is, I feel like there were definitely memorable moments at least mm -hmm. one or several memorable moments in every match yes. um whether whether you remember the whole thing or not there might be some uh, you know the war chamber or the strat match or or right. Corey versus gunner where you kind of remember a lot of different little bits but there was at least something in every match that had you remembering it the next day going oh remember when such and such happened well mm -hmm. one of those things happened in the very next match 
where we saw a 350 pound man climb to the top rope. <laughs> he even had to get Prater, our junior official, to come over and support his legs while he was standing on the top rope to do a moonsault from the top. And poor Jordan Kingsley got flattened like a pancake. And he got flattened by himself after his partner bailed on him. Kevin Ryan and Jordan Kingsley were both laid out in the ring. And at the last second, I think Kevin looked up and saw Cyrus the Destroyer getting ready to destroy both of them. He rolled out of the ring and bailed out and left poor Jordan Kingsley on his own. But the big uh, part that I thought was interesting, GB, if you want to tell the crowd, was what happened after the match when Jordan's laid there flat in the ring and he calls for a microphone. Yeah, you know, I, I don't – I wonder if Jordan Kingsley had a death wish that night because he <laughs> – here he is flattened, beaten, bruised, battered, and he grabs a mic and Abandoned. Says, right, and abandoned, right? And he says, I'm not finished with you. Okay. So, so obviously Cyrus returns, picks him up. It looks like Cyrus is going to, you know – uh, inflict more bodily harm to him, and instead he pats him on the head and kind of gives like a, him. It's a, a sign of respect. Absolutely, a huge I mean, sign of respect, which I think is admirable. Uh, and there are lots of questions there. You know, we talked about this match being the ultimate implosion of the honor society, but now you can ask, is it really? Cyrus has developed obviously great respect for Jordan, and he should, because Jordan keeps, you know absorbing these beatings and continues to show up again um but i have a bigger question and the equally big question is kevin ryan hmm. with friends like him who needs enemas right yeah right that's that, that's the question yeah yeah notice what if i you're gonna say. come back you're gonna make a oh, comeback heard. shw yeah, heard. i heard <laughs> she knows so that it was great i loved it yeah <laughs> But you're going to make your comeback to SHW, you know, to assist your tag partner in this big feat and then bail on him. Completely turn your back and save yourself and leave your buddy there to almost die. I mean. I mean, completely abandon him. He, he just rolled out and walked, just walked away. Let so, him have it. I think it's pretty clear what happens from here. I think next month. Oh, we definitely gotta gonna, have it. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a handy. It's gonna be a handicap match with Cyrus <laughs> and Kingsley against Kevin. Ryan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's that's not happening. I don't think. <laughs> I don't make the matches. I don't know, but I'm Strange, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Strange. <laughs> no, I'm definitely calling uh, Kevin Ryan. Going to be. Yeah. It's got to happen, but I don't know. Now well, I will say this: you, you remember a few months ago we had. Uh, I don't know how many months ago it was now, but we had Jordan Kingsley on the show. And one of the things that he talked about, he said that he was the better wrestler of this team. We were kind we of poking, we were, kind, we were kind of poking mm -hmm. the bear a little bit to see what he would say, yeah. but he but, said he, but, he could do but it. But he, he didn't hesitate. Yep. And so now maybe we get to find that out perhaps. Uh, I'll t yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm all for that one. That's the slow burn, too. GB. We started it. We soaked the fire a little bit. We sure did. And now the, fu the, the end Where of the are story. your spoons? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, but somebody had the forks in the audience. That's for sure. Oh, my God. Oh my that gosh. was perfect. We'll get to the forks here in a little bit, too. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Because they came into play at one yes, point. They did. Yes, uh, they did. The next matchup, we had a tag team match uh, with a team that was officially 
making their in-ring debut. They'd shown up a, a few times in the past, uh, albeit uh, not in the most uh, uh, polite way. They came in through the crowd in masks and hoods and, and jumped people from behind. Of course, I'm talking about the approved Adrian Hawkins, Bobby Moore. They're known throughout the Southeast, uh, more specifically, at least lately, in Southern Fried Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. But um, they had it out for uh, All-Star Special a couple months ago. They took out Logan Creed – or whoops. They took out Logan <laughs> Chase at ringside. And then I, I doubt they could take out Logan Creed. But anyways, uh-huh. they took out Logan Chase at ringside. And then, of course, last month they attacked All-Star Special and left him lying. So Hanson and Huckabee, they made it a point to talk to management and say, well, we want the approved at the anniversary show. They got it. And um, I really thought – we really thought – especially knowing Huckabee and knowing how he kind of like blew a gasket and we were like, Oh, we're going to get the old Huckabee from the Joe black feud from the dog collar match and the approved are going to get their tail whipped. And it didn't quite turn out that way. Um, let, let, let me just preface this though, by saying they came out to pour some sugar on me and they didn't actually pour sugar. You'd be in a bad mood when you play that right. song. And they didn't actually pour sugar on Logan chase, but they poured water on him and he did this weird dance. And I, you just have to see it, folks. Check it out on IWTV. Um, I had an up-pleasant personal view. <laughs> yes, I, you did. <laughs> I said to GB at one point, I was like, oh, I guess they didn't have any sugar. Um, so they're using the water. But then later in the match, but then later in the match, Logan gets a handful of something. Maybe it was, and I said, maybe that's powdered sugar. And Perhaps. he went to throw it, uh, and I don't remember who, maybe at Adrian Hawkins. I think it was Hawkins, and then he ducked. Mm. He ended up hitting Huckabee and – well, all-star special, they lost. Mm. It shocked mm. me. I, I was yeah. really shocked, you yeah. know, and I, I thought finally this, these guys are going to get their comeuppance for mm-hmm. running in, attacking people over the last three or four months, and, uh, and it didn't happen. So I'm afraid, unfortunately, that means, I guess, that we probably haven't heard the last of the approved. In no, I don't think so. They, as they left the ring, of course, they stopped by my little – area and stared me down I guess I could see my disapproval but looks me square in the face and say tell Gary we're here I'm like of course he knows you're here you just had a match in his show what are you talking about tell Gary you're here come on well well now just to just I'm not defending them by any means, but Gary always admits to everybody, I don't even watch the match. I don't know. (laughs) But the one thing that was funny is before that match, you know, at the the show before, when they got on the mic, they said, you know, we're the approved, we're here. You know, Gary, you know who we are. And then what did Gary do before the show? He goes on Facebook and makes this long post about, I don't know who these guys are. I don't know who these guys are. Well, unfortunately, a lot of the fans were also chanting, who are you? Who yeah. are you? And I'll have to say, I don't spend a lot of time at Southern Pride. I've been there once or twice. But I didn't know who they were either. And I, I'm, I'm sad to say that I didn't know the guys that were on the show. But I didn't know a lot about them anyway. But look, All-Star Special is my team. You guys know that is whatever they do, I'm bound for. Because I saw a great team. photo. A great photo <laughs> of you yes. and Huckabee. Uh, Maybe doing a little twerk I'm action never, during the story. I'm never going to turn down an opportunity to dance with one of the guys. I'm not going to do that. That's my boys. But get down with the get down. Listen, get down with the get I will, down. I will tell you guys, if you've yet to watch this on IWTV, this is worth the price of your monthly <laughs> subscription to go and watch Diana Michelle get her boogie down on 
with Will Huckabee. I'm telling you, oh, if you awesome. asked me at the top of 2021 what were going to be memorable moments in SHW, I would not have predicted that one. But uh, I promise you. If you ever asked me that, that would have not been something I would have ever told you would happen. But it sure did. And I promise you guys, you're going to want to see it if you haven't seen it already. (laughs) Wow. So so shout out. That was that was great. Like that song. I mean, you can't you can't not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't blame you for dancing. It was just I wasn't ready for it. And I was like, oh, look at this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This was great. But yeah, you know. It, in terms of the approved, uh, I think it was a shocking of a debut in SHW as we've had. We've not had, you know, we've had a lot of people come into SHW looking to make a name for themselves. And we always talk about what could potentially happen if they did. And uh, the SHW uh, incumbents, dare I say, always defend the home turf successfully. This is the first time we've really seen a snafu with All-Star Special and Logan Chase. It seemed as though their chemistry was finally on, Mm -hmm. and then this happens. And it gives them not just a pinfall loss, but now it introduces the entire Southern Honor world to the approved. And here's the crazy part. It's really crazy when you talk a whole bunch (laughs) of smack about SHW, and then you come in and win. Yeah, We've not seen that happen before. Mm-hmm. And so this team of the approved, you know, former three-time Anarchy Tag Champions, former three-time Southern Fried Champions, they've done a lot outside of SHW. SHW is the next hill for them to conquer. And I'm actually frightened that they got a win over All-Star Special. We can't yeah, I didn't deny know them anymore. They had so many accolades. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't they know. they've done quite a bit, and uh, again, you know, it's not SHW, right? But what it is is it has certainly laid the groundwork that when they come in, they they have a lot going on for them. And yeah. um, again, with all of that, none of us really thought that they would get past this version of All Star Special. But I have to say this also. I th- we thought, to your point, B-Dub, that we were going to get, you know, the, the dog collar hug. And I don't know that we fully got the dog collar hug. I was kind of surprised. I, I was surprised, we too. And I don't know if it was just... It's the song. It, it <laughs> might have been the song. I'm going to blame Rich. I'm going to blame Rich Ward because it was his idea. So I'm going to... I love Rich. Love you. But I'm going to blame you for this because we needed a darker song. Well, I, I was surprised that there was going to be anything celebratory based on what happened over the last yeah. month for All-Star Special. So right. it's going to be interesting to see how they regroup from this because this is, this is the challenge to me. You know, still my boys. for a while early on, I'm trying to remember if, it, if, if we had it in SHW. I know we used it a little bit in ProSouth, but Huckabee used a, a variation of Coolio's Gangster's Paradise. Ah, and- Yes. Which, it's funny because all the songs they've been using are karaoke songs. Well, let me just tell you, that happens to be one of my karaoke songs. You do uh-huh. Gangster's Paradise. By the way, GB, and I'm going to put this on where everybody can see it. Our boys, uh, Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman, they were doing the carpool karaoke. Yes. And remember I commented and I said, we need to do our own and see yes. who's better? Well, if we do our own, I just that could be the one we use. Uh, we, we need to do take that. Take a road trip right now just to do that. We we should. I think we could give them a run for their money. I'm I'm just saying. Anyways, yeah. I'm t- I took a left turn there. But uh, my point was <laughs> my point was 
during the car ride. Not <laughs> that could have not only been a good karaoke jam, at least for me, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. but it could have been a darker, more ominous song for them to come out to and got yeah. Huckabee in that dog collar match mindset. Yeah. And maybe you're right, Diana. Maybe it was because they were too peppy when they came out too and they peppy. just weren't ready. Uh, but it is what it is. The record book shows uh, the approved got a, their first win in their first match in SHW. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe what we can future- make it their only. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what the future holds. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but following that, speaking of dark stuff, we mm. had a, uh, like I, I've been kind of dubbing it the monster match where we had uh, Ravenna Vane teaming with the monster of SHW sunny days. And of course, Brooklyn teaming with the heathen cruel, uh, a battle of the former members of fear, which is still crazy to me that Logan, formerly Logan, now the heathen cruel has turned his back and because Brooklyn seems to be kind of controlling him. And uh, he turned his back on, on Ravenna and Sonny. And this was the big match that I think a lot of people were looking forward to. And, well, I don't know that it turned out the way a lot of people wanted, uh, wanted it to. But uh, the thing that really got me in that – here's the thing. We didn't really know this until the match got going was, in my view, mixed tag means guys versus guys, gals versus gals. So if the you know female gets tagged in, then the other female has to get in and vice versa. And then an intergender tag team match – to me would be the women can fight the men, you know, vice versa. So I was expecting it to be a mixed tag match and it turned out to be more of an intergender match mm-hmm. where, uh, and what really worried me about that is because I don't want to see cruel, you know, getting physical with Ravenna Vane or I don't want I mean, to see he's done it. And he has, but you know, I just, I don't want it to be like officially legal in a, in a match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I didn't want to see Sonny getting physical with Brooklyn. Um, so, the way they started the match just really irked me from, from the get-go is where Brooklyn comes out on the stage by herself. Sonny goes to, to approach her, leaving Ravenna in the ring by herself. Uh, Log- or, excuse me, not Logan, formerly Logan. The heathen cruel comes in through the crowd and just lays out Ravenna Vane to start the match. And just, uh, I don't know, what were you guys' thoughts overall on this match? It, it was, it was kind of ugly to watch. Just complete chaos. Yeah, there was no rhyme or reason to any of it. Actually, that to me it was. I mean, I wanted Ravenna to get some more licks in, for sure. Um, I wanted her to be able to to you know hold her on, but I mean she got choke slammed. You know she and got kicked in the she, face. And kicked yeah. in the face early. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, cruel went through all the the what were they called? The yellow face dudes. We called them. What did we call them? Minions. The minions. Yeah. I don't Min- know if they. I don't know if they officially had a name, but when they came out, GB, I think we were calling them minions. Yeah, not the little minions, but uh, yeah. I That's the only minions I know. Yeah. I know. No, they're bigger minions. I mean, minion is a is a is a term before that movie yeah. came out. Like a minion right. is like somebody's little helpers or whatever, little sidekicks. We'll call them Sunny's demons. <laughs> well, we call them minions, so it's too yeah. late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But so if anybody goes, if anybody goes back and watches it and is offended that we called them minions, too bad we called them minions. Sorry. They had yellow faces just like those little minions from the cartoon. They did. Oh, oh my god. Anyway, 
Oh. Yeah, that was that was a it was a crazy match. It was it was a lot of uh, unexpected, a lot of brutality there. You know, the man against the women, and you know, in the end, Brooklyn got what she wanted. She got her heathen cruel standing tall over sunny days in Ravenna. Ravenna had to be escorted out, and um, I'm not sure what the whole. Uh, Take the the face paint off of Sonny was about, but you know they got to reveal his his identity and everything. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's happy. Well, GB, you kind of mentioned it. it was what did you say like a badge of honor or like a trophy? Yeah, it was kind of a, like a trophy for them. Like you know, when when some folks you know they take the blood of their opponents and they wipe it on their chest, the or mask, the mask in a luchador situation, or if you cut you know someone's hair. Uh, it's very clear that they chose to do something very personal. Yeah. Um, and that was just, just brutal to see. And overall, I mean, if you ever wonder if this heathen cruel is a different cat, you know, Logan Creed would have never hit a woman. He never would have. So the idea that cruel just, I mean, obliterated Ravenna says a whole lot about where this guy's mindset is. It's frightening. I don't know what happens from now, um, but it's a, it, it was just a scary, scary time. I didn't want anything to do with Cruel. And what scares me is Brooklyn has this unusual control over him, and she doesn't want to exactly let up. So because I don't think she has much in the way of boundaries, I don't know what else this guy will do. He beat up Zach the Gear guy, who I'm sure is watching, still convalescing with his neck brace. You know, uh, I don't know. Uh, he, you know, he, they had him beat up uh, Ravenna, all these other things. So it, there's no length that Cruel won't go if Brooklyn just lets him out there. So I don't know what this means for the rest of the SHW. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Scary. You know, it kind of reminds me of. Do you remember the old Batman with Poison Ivy and Bane and the, the green juice going into the? That's ah. kind of. Do you remember that? And she would give him the green juice, and he would just be like indestructible, and he would just mm -hmm. tear up everything and beat up everybody. That's mm -hmm. the feel I get from Brooklyn and yeah. the heat. So I don't know. I don't know how You're to just stop evil that. Evil mastermind. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well. um I will say, and you know, I've made my feelings on this known before, not crazy about intergender wrestling. I, I just, I don't know, it's because I got four sisters and I was raised in the South and I know not to lay a hand on they a woman. They probably beat you up, didn't they? And, no, not because of that. I'm just saying, like, you just don't lay <laughs> a guy, a man. Because I'm a lay... girl from the South and we don't take crap from guys like that. So, well, but I'm saying, brothers and cousins are going to get beat up. A man, not to me, a man doesn't lay a hand on a female. In, in, in a physical, in a, in a violent way. I and agree. So, you know, and I'll go back to really early on. It might have been our second show. I think we had a, a tag match where it was Danny and Alan Angels versus uh, Shannon Moore and Lindsay Snow. And it was intergender. And I was like, uh, I'm not crazy about this. I think we had a match where it was Ashton Starr singles match with Danny at one point. And even, you know, just stuff like that. When, uh, when Ashton laid out Susie that time, I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. I just, it's very cringy to me and I don't like it, but whatever. It is what it is. Such a good guy. But I don't, I don't make the matches. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> uh, another big crazy match we had that was very memorable. Uh, and GB may remember it more than the rest of us for certain, uh, for certain reasons. Uh, 
the Samoan strap match. Samoan strap match between Danny Jordan and Rekka Tahaka. Queen Rekka Tahaka. That's still up for debate. She lost the match. It's so not up for debate. It's not up for debate for you. It's up for well, debate for everybody else. I will speak my piece when my time comes. Well, uh, go ahead. Take yeah, your time. No, no, no. I want, no, 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 no. Please lead in as proper. Well, I, wanna... I will just say it was to me, uh, and not to take anything away from any of the other matches, but it stood out to me as one of the most memorable just because of how wild and crazy it was. We had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say this, I'll, you know, we talked about this off air, but I'll go ahead and put it out there for everybody to hear. Uh, sometimes, let me just say this. A lot of times people will come to us at shows or, or, or message us online because they want to know the inside scoop and they think we're told things and we know things. Folks, it's not how it works. When we show up, we're just like you guys. We're calling this stuff because we don't know what's going to happen. And case in point, nobody even clued us in as to the rules of this match. So you'll hear us on commentary the whole time because to me, a strap match is incapacitate your opponent, tag all four corners, match is over. I was under the impression that that's how this match was going to go. Well, that's not how it ended. Uh, And so as you'll see, if you watch it on IWTV or if you were there in person, uh, that is not how it ended. And much to my surprise, because... I thought I thought I knew how strap match worked, uh, but this was a Samoan strap match, so maybe that was the difference that uh, I was unaware of. Um, anyways, it was a little wild. It was a little wonky because I didn't know the rules, but um, they went all over the place. And GB, I'll let you talk about what happened up on stage next to us when we get to you, because that to me was the wildest and craziest part. And and not just because of what was happening, but because of what you were repeatedly yelling as it was happening <laughs> which i did my best to contain my, He's contor- so my proud. composure Look at it. i, I did am my best proud. to contain so my composure proud. and not laugh as you were doing it because I, it was uh, it was kind of funny but anyways i laughed so hard i watched from where i was and i was dying i was like look he is he's in the middle of everything it, they're all over him she's falling all over but hey not <laughs> live the queen right Oh, speaking yeah, of which, the, yeah, fork, yeah. the fork situation, I forgot to mention, we talked about the big forks earlier. Yeah. At one point, the, one of those things, it was like, these things were like wooden, like thin wood. They were like six foot tall. Yeah. yeah. These giant yeah. forks. Uh, because of the Hold Your Fork documentary and, and mm-hmm. Gary's catchphrase, Hold Your Fork. Uh, so some fans brought several of them, and one of them got used in the match. One of them got mm-hmm. broken over the back of somebody else. Like, it was pretty insane, but GB. GB, your thoughts on on your queen. Go ahead. It was an incredibly physical match. We knew this was going to be a barn burner, and I think it exceeded all of our expectations. Um, Again, strap matches, the history of strap matches. Now, it's been, you know, about uh, 13 years or so since we've actually seen a strap match, a Samoan strap match, that is. Uh, But there are rules to strap matches, obviously. But before we get into the rules, it was an incredible match, a physical yeah. match. Um, it was the longest match we've had an opportunity to see our queen in because she had been in very quick matches, um, you know, because her opponents couldn't handle her, which I understand. She's an overwhelming queen. And um, Danny this time came in prepared. I think everybody knew, all right, she knew she was fighting Danny. This wasn't Danny coming in the back door or anything like that. You know, she faced her face-to-face, but um, 
before I get into the rules situation, I will say this. It was an honor to support the queen. The queen brought the action up to the commentary booth, which I did not know she was going to do. Uh, it got very physical. I was almost willing to take a strap in honor for the queen because uh, that's what you do in the queendom. But it was my honor to support the queen as she needed some assistance and she needed a shoulder to lean on. And uh, I was happy to provide that. And while doing that, remind the world, all hail the queen. All hail the queen. Now, let me tell you why she's still our queen. Because if you didn't know the rules, Brandon, and if I didn't know the rules, how do you think she knew the rules? It the was rules, a Samoan strap match. A Samoan strap match where you are to touch all four corners. Okay? That who said every other strap match that's ever happened? That's a Samoan strap match. That's Okay, so match. let's go here. The last Samoan strap match to happen in our business was Extreme Rules 2009. The great CM Punk versus the great Umaga. And what would happen in this Samoan strap match? The rules were, holy cow, you touch all four corners. So I'm not making this up in defense of the queendom as if the queendom needed defending. I'm just saying the rules are what they are. If you change the rules to attempt to usurp the queendom, then there's some chicanery going on. Who changed That's the rules? The management clearly changed the rules. If we didn't argue, know it. I, I can't argue that because I. I don't wait, know. Not just that, but all of a sudden there was a time limit brought into this, right? Two minute yeah, time limit. Normally if there's a time limit involved, they tell you, you know, if it's a 20 minute, or they'll tell you 10 minutes have expired, five minutes remaining. All of a sudden in the middle of this brutal battle, two, I'm telling you, it was a, a, well, here's what we know. Now I don't want to make accusations, but let's just take a look at this. Far so, be it. Far be it from me, <laughs> but the week before Still Here 3, an emotional documentary comes out called Hold Your Fork, telling the story of Southern Honor Wrestling. Do they include the new queen? No. But we get a very powerful, heartfelt, string-tugging story about Danny Jordan, who, let's face it, Danny was there since day one. Danny has been Miss SHW. I totally get it. And don't get me wrong. I love the story. I support Danny Jordan. But it seemed very clear from watching that documentary that there was a desire for Danny Jordan to be given the queendom. So put out a great story on her, which there should be a great story. She endured some really tough stuff. And I'm honestly very, very glad that she's back, right? But if she's going to win the queendom, Let's all operate with the same rules. If, if she had touched all four corners and those were the rules and everybody was operating on the same page, I would tell you Danny Jordan regained her queendom. But the rules changed in front of all of our eyes, okay? If they had even told us that submissions and pinfalls were allowed, okay, I could say she tapped out in the strap match because it followed the rules. Isn't it funny how in the world of pro wrestling, when you either change the rules or you operate against the rules, there's something called a disqualification because you didn't operate within the parameters of 
the rules. I'm just saying, Clearly, we are live going to have to have somebody clear all this up for us. Well, I don't I, you know, who we need to talk I don't, to. I don't know. I don't know. Management. Well, I'm just saying. Do we need to call Rebecca and ask her if she knew the rules? The queen clearly, listen, when the queen was leaving, she looked at me and I told her as I was telling the audience that she was robbed. And she said I was cheated. She told me that. She oh, said she I was cheated. So she, that means she knew that the rules were changed. Have you not seen the Montreal screw job? Yes, we of just course. got the, we got the Canton screw job. Are we here saying in this that he was in on the screw job because he came? Who knew? Here's the question. Hey, who guess, knew the rules? Hey, guess who that referee was? Who, wait, was, was it, it weekly? Was it weekly? Was it weekly? The same referee. Mm. <laughs> We've had questions about this all year long. I I'm will not saying. deny that. I, I shouldn't have brought that up. Hello, I'm just David, hello, David. You're I'm a great just making man. a clear just, point. I should have said Thank that. Thank you very much. David weekly. has some questionable we, calls. I will we, say that. But so has Todd. <laughs> well, long, long live the Queen. I just want. I just we want to honor the Queen, Queen Rekha Tahaka, for all for the summer of Tahaka. Thank you, Queen. Regardless of what happened, I just want people to go back, and I don't know if it's up yet or if it'll be up soon. If, if it's, it's not a great up, match. I, I know it will be up soon if it's not up yet, but uh, IWTV, go back and watch it, and just please look out for the part where they're on stage, and GB said, repeated what he said, but he didn't say it like he said it, because the way he said it was, oh, hell, the queen, like four, five, six he times. recording her, like, completely holding her up in everything. I'm like, what is going on up there? Oh, the queen deserves. See, that's the. We don't support our leaders well enough, and I'm just grateful that I had the opportunity. Let and me that call she, David Ali right And quick. that she deemed me worthy, right? She deemed me worthy to be supportive of the queen. Did. She didn't try to harm me like David Ali did. She deemed you worthy. Mm. Okay. She, she, okay. She didn't put a bat to I my. I love Rekha. I'm not even bucking you, but I'm like, man, you are hating on Danny. I'm not hating on Danny. Oh my I, God. Am, I am not hating on Danny. I am merely supporting the queen. I supported Danny this entire time. I did. And I was, the first one, I was the first one shocked when she lost to Wreck in under 60 seconds. I was shocked. Go back and listen to it. I was shocked. Oh, I'm sure. I but then I recognized the idea that our, this is, this is the new rule. <laughs> well, all I'm going to say about the match is it makes me not ever want to be a bad girl anymore because I remember butt whoopings with a belt when I was a kid, and that's exactly what I felt like. Yeah, I did have flashbacks. I will tell yes. you that. I, I had yes. flashbacks because there was some strong whipping going on. I didn't go get paddles. I had to go get the strap, and that was yep. not a good day for me. So nope. they took it to the limit. They beat the they crap did. out of each other. And yes, it was a great they match. all over GB. And, and it was. Well, let's let's. Sometimes let's, you have to take one for the team. I feel like this could go on all night, but let's let's talk. Since we talk about people getting cheated, that'll get us into our next match here. It was for the tag team championships, and let's talk about two guys who had stolen the belts a few months before. Zicky Dice, Ashen Star, had stolen <coughs> physical title belts, claiming themselves 
as the tag team champions, posting on social media that they were there. Confusing Georgia. <laughs> they were getting the, the funniest part to me. All these comments going, hey, congratulations, congratulations. All, none of, none of <laughs> right. these people knew that they, they had just stolen the belts. They didn't legitimately win them. However, at Still Here 3, they had the opportunity to have an official match with the rightful champions, technical excellence, Kyle Matthews and Chip Day. Uh, unfortunately, talked about some chicanery in the uh, previous match. Well, this is where I question Todd. I said this. Well, here's the th well, and you're right there because at one point, Jeremy Prater, who was the official of the match, gets decked with a title belt, and I think he even said it on commentary. Well, if he comes to, shouldn't he disqualify uh, mm -hmm. Ashton and Zicky for getting hit with the belt? Well, right. again. I mean, I, everybody else saw that, so why would you go yeah. out there and count them victor if you saw that happen? Come on, Tom. A, Come a, on. Lot, a lot of craziness in there. I will say uh, just a quick props to Todd because he made a, a nice athletic jump from the stage. To he the did. Uh, at one point. On I was wondering who was going to be the one to do that. I did not know it was going to be a referee. <laughs> and I'm glad it was successful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah By perfect. the way, Todd Fox hasn't been around a, a lot lately. Uh, we've only seen him a couple of times back since, uh, you know, since all the chaos of the pandemic last year. So he's my boy. I got I always get excited yeah. when I when I get to see Todd Fox. However, however, in this case, you're, you're correct because it was a little questionable. Yeah. Because when he got out there and he saw Prater was down, well, I mean, didn't he notice that he got decked by the belt? You know, he had to know. Anyway, they don't have your, monitors in the back. What so. are your thoughts? <laughs> well, yeah, well, we don't have one well, in the commentary some, room, so. did, I didn't see anybody go to the back to tell him to come out there. Somebody had to tell him to come out there, so he knew what was going on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know but I will tell you this. We have new tag champs, and it's Zicky Dice and Ashton Star. How do we feel about that? Do we feel okay, or do we just – I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think uh, – I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, Diana, why don't you know how you feel about this? I just, who, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ashton, let's just start with Ashton. We've all had our times with Ashton, you know, we've all had our, you know, we've had to defend ourselves. We had to cater to him unwillingly, unwantingly. What? Which Ashton do we have right now? I mean, is he is he the nice Ashton or is he is he the one that's you know he might hit set uh, Susie again? You know that kind of who is Ashton tonight? I don't know. Well, now that he has a title, maybe he'll maybe he'll go back to nice. He's got Ashton. two because got remember two. he made me hold that sideshow title, oh, yeah. and I'm thinking mm -hmm. yeah. this isn't even a stage seventy title. Why am I coming over here holding this thing? He's yelling at me. I need you to take my title. Why? I didn't want to, but whatever. I had to hold it. And then Zicky, he's been nothing but nasty to me since he's got here. I ain't, mm -mm. first of all, you're gonna call me a bimbo. You're gonna, oh, let's just go back. I, I just don't know how I feel about this. I just really don't. I, I, I think part of your angst, which I fully understand. I mean, clearly, neither Ashton or Zicky have exactly been kind to us. I mean, my God, Brandon. They almost made you eat a dozen cupcakes on site, right? I, I, I didn't want to. Which would not have been so yeah. bad had they not wanted you to do it all at once. Right. If they I mean, let look, I can it do out, it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I didn't want to have to do it in front of everybody. 
and it's there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But I, I think part of the angst of, you know, them being now the tag team champions is how they came in through the back door and how they stole those titles, you know, a couple of months ago, uh, you know, trying to make up their own rules right. and act like, you know, it's their thing instead of actually following the rules of how one becomes a tag team champion. So we didn't honor their, you know, attempted reign for two months because they weren't champions, right? Um, it's kind of hard in this scenario where, you know, there was definitely some chicanery that happened. Um, mm -hmm. But the unfortunate reality is they are our tag team champions because the rules of the match actually were about a pinfall, right? Clear rules. So we can yeah. acknowledge it, right? Mm. Mm. Acknowledge her. So, <laughs> you know, the interesting thing for me is amid all of this, history was made. Not only do we have new tag team champions, but Ashton Starr becomes the second person to hold both the SHW championship and the SHW tag team championship the irony of it all is that the first person to do it was the person that ended his shw championship reign who ultimately became the first two-time shw champion pretty crazy to see all of that happen but yeah. uh congratulations what i don't know to your point diana is if you know because if you think about it uh it was it's been about a full year you know it was last year at rumble jack when uh, Ashton Starr really just kind of changed his ways after mm -hmm. losing that SHW title match. And all he really wanted was to be a champion. Now that he's finally accomplished that, will we get a kinder, gentler Ashton Starr? Or will he just kind of say, hey, this is the way. I'm too over to kill. So, nope, I'm going to be this way, period. End of discussion. Ziki right beside him, just influencing. There's no way he's going to be the nice Ashton. Yeah, I, I think the nice Ashton may be gone. And um, now this is something that we're going to have to deal with. And this caps off, well, this is just another addition to him for what has been a pretty significant year. I mean, he got his own documentary. Uh, he scored 100 points better on the uh, PWI uh, 500 this year than last year. He's now got two championships. Like... Mm -hmm. Lord, and the year's not over yet. I, I yeah. Don't know. I mean, props to him. You got to love the guy. But, well, you know, I'm not going to say I love him, but he, uh, you know, he, he, he's got me to call him by his name. So there we go. There's Still a step. That's what, that's a step forward. It is a step forward. I do try to be, you know, as impartial as possible, but extenuating do circumstances. You? Well, extent, listen. David Ali has given me a hard time. Ashton Starr has given me a hard time. They've given me a hard time. It's been well documented. Well right. documented. I wasn't. I wasn't even referring to those two. I was referring no. to. Earlier. Oh, you're referring to me but, supporting the Queendom? No, no, no. You just take it however you want. Uh, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> the, the I don't think he's ever felt the wrath. Oh hail the queen! Oh hail. hail the queen! Oh hail! Oh hail! hail. Fans, oh, just go, please just go watch that on God IWTV. It, it's one of my new favorite things. It went from, it went from, I, I used to have a favorite GB call, and it was when David Ali won the title, and right when he won it, GB went, <laughs> no! So now my new favorite GB call 
coincidentally on the same night where David lost the title. Please make a shirt. How ironic Please is that? Make that should shirt. be on a shirt. That should be on a shirt. <laughs> She'd be yeah. doing some like this with some yes. all hail the queen. All hail the queen. Listen, take me on the road, okay? And put a little coming to America spin on it. Absolutely. Please. What is what I is that velvet? What is it? Velvet? <laughs> Golly. I've got a, so I got an idea, and we'll get to this in later uh, in a little bit after we talk about this final uh, the main event match because uh, uh, I got, I've got an idea of an artist who could draw something up because I want to show a yeah. picture here in a minute. But anyways, yeah. before we get to that. Uh, Let's talk about the main event. Let's. The main event. We just heard me. You just heard me brought up, uh, bring up David Ali. Uh, it was six men inside the war chamber. We had two rings surrounded by a giant cage. Very uh, obviously the war games setup, but it wasn't a war games match. Uh, now something that was unusual we didn't know about going in. Oh, surprise! We didn't know something going into the show. Uh, <laughs> one of the things was in the one ring. Here. <laughs> yeah, one ring. They took the ropes off of yeah. one of the rings. Which yeah. was crazy to me. Uh, I did not see that coming. And then it just, it was quite a visual. So, again, go back and watch us on IWTV when it's released. Uh, it was very cool. But um, yeah. so instead of war games where we had multiple teams uh, coming out, this was five or six individual competitors. Uh, David Ali, of course, defending the title. It was elimination style. Started mm -hmm. with two. Every couple of minutes, a new guy came in. Uh, it was an elimination by pinfall or submission. And the last man standing was the new SHW champion. And um, we started out Owen Knight and Judas. And so Owen Knight had such a story going into this. I'll, you know, not only just this year, not only since he had the cage match back in January, but I'd venture to say his whole time, his whole career in SHW. Been in the business eight years. Been in SHW since the beginning, three years. And this was just like the one thing he couldn't quite attain was that SHW championship. And so when he was the first entrant, I thought, man, <laughs> you know, it's going to be tough to win this match regardless of where you come in. But at number one, no way, no way. But the it's Rumble like, Jack. Same kind of thing. You're right. You're right. You're right. But Rumble Jack is not within the steel cage. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It just, people. I just didn't see it happening, but, uh, and, and then the second entrant with, with Judas coming in, I thought. That was good. Yeah. yeah. So I thought he was done for. He almost locked me in there. I was announcing. They almost locked the door. I saw you like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let me out. Let me out. Yeah. Yeah. You got me in here with, with a monster. Hold on. So I, what, what were you guys' thoughts overall on the match? I mean, it was an incredible uh, way to end it the was. show. An already incredible show to that point. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, it had its work cut out for it to be – be able to main event such a massive show but yeah. um, I thought it was great it, it was I mean you, what what other six people would you put in that particular match I mean for the SHW championship yeah and um I mean what a reign by David Ali has been honestly and though no I've never been a hallelujah kind of girl I'll, I'll support the street fighter so I will support the street fighter but that's <laughs> that's where I draw the line but Owen Knight, Owen Knight, well-deserved. I applaud, love him, love to announce him, love to say that he was the champion after all that he's been through. So for me, I'm pleased. I'm completely pleased. What a night, what a match. Um, incredible, absolutely incredible. And you're right, B-Dub. 
what other match could have possibly ended a massive night like this? And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, uh, for all that we had seen for the 301 days of David Ali's historic SHW reign, um, he had beaten virtually everybody. He had landed and gone through every challenge put before him. Um, Owen Knight, shout out to him for, you know, figuring out the, the ultimate cheat code to David Ali, which was hard to do. And uh, you think about it, man, Owen Knight, again, you talk about those Rumble Jacks really being amongst the number one or number two entrant over the last two years, lasting all the way to the end and then having some sort of chicanery happen. Um, and the irony that the last three men in the cage would be the last three men in Rumble Jack 2020. And uh, just to see how all of that unfolded, it's interesting because on one hand, you know, we obviously acknowledge the contributions of Corey Hollis. We have to acknowledge this historic reign of David Ali, which was incredible. And again, I know he's not exactly been kind to me over the years, but you know, when you're getting to witness history, it is really something to watch. And uh, his reign has been incredible. With that said, the story of Owen Knight, man, is there anybody who's worked harder to get to this spot who did not have a manager and did not have a second hand and did not have a, a, someone who was doing their dirty work, right? And they didn't have a bat on fire and they didn't, you know, uh, uh, put a bat to somebody's throat and try to force themselves down anyone's throat. Instead, he did the work. He did the hard work of going from being overlooked to being undeniable, right? Like he's that guy. And so I'm so happy that Owen Knight finally grabs the brass ring, finally becomes the SHW champion and leads us into a brand, dare I say, new era of yeah. SHW because things are changing. No more Corey Hollis. You know, we don't know the future of David Ali and SHW. We do know that we've got a new champion and we don't know, you know, if David Ali is going to want a rematch. We don't know who the next contender is going to be. We don't know any of it, but I do think in fairness to Owen Knight, man, man, we just got to love on him and love this moment and what it means for SHW and what it means for Owen Knight. I mean, you know, he's been overlooked by so many people. You know, the Georgia Wrestling History Awards has said all sorts of things about Owen Knight. And we have been the ones pleading his case, fighting for him, believing for him. And people say all these kinds of things. Well, you can't deny his greatness now that he has the number one championship in independent wrestling. And he beat the number one guy. So put some respect on Owen Knight's name. Refer to him as Owen Knight, the SHW champion, because yes. that's who he is. And what what a reaction from the crowd oh. too! Oh, it's deafening in there, man. Yeah. And is all five seventy five or however much the count the count was? None of them left. You know, no. we had to take a brief intermission right. to set the cage up, and they all came right back to their seats. You know, nobody mm -hmm. was going to miss that. And right. they did not let anybody down. You know, you talked about Owen never having a manager or never having a, a, a second guy, like a sidekick, like an Austin Towers or something like that. Mm -hmm. But he had the crowd. He had yes. the crowd. You know, and that crowd, every time he comes out, it's like tradition now. 
they got the, the Rick Ross, they got the beat, mm -hmm, they, mm -hmm. they shake the, the, the guardrail along with yeah. the beat of the song. Like it's, it, you know, I always refer to them as the Owen Knight fan club down there in that yes. front row, but it's not just them. It's like the entire audience. Oh, and yeah. They're, they're right there behind them. And so that place just exploded when, uh, when he got the pinfall on David yeah. Ali, which was, uh, something something to see man it was really yeah. really cool and uh yeah. i was glad you know we were lucky to be a part of that too it was, it was, a, it was a really cool moment mm -hmm. um but what i wanted to show this was something that uh of course immortal tattoos they're one of our great sponsors uh at shw they've been there uh we talked about since day one earlier they've been there since the beginning come to every show Cheyenne the sign girl always holding up the best signs uh and her dad mike uh, one of the best artists and this was posted earlier this week on uh, on Twitter and maybe some of the other socials but it's kind of a cool it's a, it's like David Ali looking at all the people that he's defeated or not just defeated but his that he's kind of roughed up over the course of his title reign what was and it he said the people that he used that strong, to stronghold that he's he strong-armed or whatever yeah that yeah, got stronghold strong. on the on the belt well uh yours truly the three, uh, the V three here. We we actually made the uh, made the drawing. I don't know if this will show up on here. It's on my phone, but uh, let's see if I can get it to focus. Maybe there you go. Kind of see it there. There we're, you go. We're right up here. <laughs> right. It's the coolest. What is it? It cool is quite drawing? cool. If you have it, uh, if, yeah. If, you can't really see it on there, but if you go on social media, I'm sure you'll find it posted. I think I might. I'll even share it on the SHW podcast page just so you can check it out. But uh, <laughs> I thought, man, what a, what a cool little drawing there. And I, it's cool that we got included, but I feel bad for the reason we got included was the fact yeah. that we were three of the people that he roughed up along the way. I so want to like, think, did he rough me up? Well, he, he was, maybe he didn't he rough me up physically. He got in my face, physically. but then I gave it back to him. So. Yeah, he didn't rough you he up physically. Really? He just gave you, he gave you the business. And then GB, of course, got the, the barbed wire bat. Um, I went to a pro South match one time to call his match to represent SHW and uh, slam me into the locker. I don't know. I still think the barbed wire bat to the throat was the worst uh, that anybody got. Oh, but, uh, anyways, anyways, you know what? He don't have the belt no more. <laughs> the reign is over. The, the reign of Tara is over. It is over. It uh, is over. And uh, congratulations to the working team captain, Owen Knight. Mm -hmm your new SHW champion. And uh, it kind of feels good to say, and new. And yes. new. That was yeah. really cool. And he looks so good with the belt. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. Speaking of which, I mentioned earlier, we released the graphic or, or the poster for next month's show earlier mm -hmm. this week, where you see the champ front and center holding the title. And uh, November 5th, SHW mm -hmm. 33. Of course, we've got uh, a little bit of time between now and then. So we'll be hyping that up as more and uh, matches get announced along the way. Mm -hmm. um, but that was, uh, <laughs> that was still here three in a nutshell. Yeah. In, a, in a big yeah. nutshell. <laughs> yeah. So uh, be sure to check it out on IWTV. Let us know what you thought of it. Uh, we're still buzzing off of it. It was a, an amazing uh, show to witness live. But uh, yes. Anyways, and if you haven't been to a live show, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you waiting for? What are you doing? November 5th, mm -hmm. get there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, anything else for the fans before we sign off this week? 
thank you. Other than you. get there? <laughs> yeah, get there, get there. And thank you for your continued support. Man, shout out to the amazing folks who uh, did the tailgate party. Uh, yeah. You yes. know, it, it just, golly, I am just blown away at your support of SHW and for loving on us as a team. And man, it, it's amazing. So thank you. We love you guys, man. And we can't wait to see you in November. I'm going to have to get through traffic just a little quicker to get up there next time. Maybe leave the house at 10 a.m. I don't know. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Gosh. I don't want to miss it next time. That was an awesome yeah. setup. Well, yeah. GB, and, and yeah, thank you all for reminding me. Jeff and Nadine, uh, mm -hmm. and, and they have their, they bring their son Jax to all the shows, and he they started so coming. Cute. Yeah, they started yeah. coming like maybe three or four months ago, and wow. and they hit me up on Facebook and like we're hooked, like right after the first <laughs> wow. show, they were hooked. Uh, Jax loves it, the family loves it. They bring out the crew, uh, them and, and Donald Piper's out there. Donald Piper, if you're not sure, he's got the mohawk, he wears a kilt, and he brings the the fake leg, the leg. To, to the yes. shows for people to use as a weapon uh, <laughs> from time to time. Uh, uh, but yes, he's part of the tailgate. Uh, but it's like a real deal tailgate. If you've been to like mm -hmm. college football tailgating, like for me, I'm used to going to UGA uh, tailgating where it's like the real deal tents mm -hmm. set up. You got the grills and the smokers. No, and the dude, table. he's got an oven made out of a file cap. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, That's really brilliant. So he actually cooked us up some pizza. They had all kinds of sausages yeah. and burgers and all kinds of good stuff. And uh, it was very, very cool. So mm -hmm. that's what you, you don't want to miss this. I mean, folks yeah. are lining up starting at like noon on show day. Maybe I, I think one lady said she got there like 1030 in the morning. So I mean, the doors open at seven, right? Yeah. But the tickets, party tickets starts sale way five. before. The party's yeah. way before. So yeah. you just got to check it out, man. It, it is a blast. And, you know, I, it, as we get into the colder months, um, you know, it might be a little harder to do. But you know what? Football's in the fall and into the winter, and people still people, tailgate. Tailgate so people will still be out there, uh, yeah. especially with this setup. What was even cooler, and I don't know if I, I think I forgot to mention it, they had this huge flat screen TV set up. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they, they pulled up. So when we were out there for the tailgate, they were watching the SHW documentary. Right. When we went inside and we're doing the pre show on Facebook, they're texting me pictures of them watching us on the flat Crazy. screen outside. Crazy. It was nuts. It was awesome. nuts. Anyways, best fans in, in pro wrestling, SHW fans. Absolutely. Oh, anyways, I keep saying like we're wrapping up and then I get thinking of something else. I'm like, oh, but what about this? And what about this? <laughs> anyways, I think that is going to wrap us up for this week. Yeah. But uh, we will be back. We'll be back soon and um, we'll be hyping up SHW 33 coming up on November 5th. But until then, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling.